energy, people. GMGM. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 17 of Rug Radio and NFTs Beyond the Floor with me, Ben the Greek, your host at the NFT 101. That's right, episode 17. We are not messing around anymore following 16 incredible episodes, if I do say so myself, all now available as a collection of podcasts via Spotify, Apple Music, and lots of other platforms. Go over there now, follow the show, download, listen back at your leisure, because we have started a comprehensive breakdown of Web3 progression as told by the builders, the artists, the founders, the projects with real intent. And we delve deep into some of the most exciting projects in the space and bring you a show that moves away from a review of the markets and the NFT gossip. And we focus on the importance of storytelling in Web3 and the power of narrative to make a project unmissable. I open this series every Monday and Thursday at the same time, usually. I'm an hour early this week because I'm about to uh, head out to a gig up in Bristol. Uh, But usually it's 9am Pacific, 12 midday Eastern, 5pm UK. So for all of you over uh, on the Pacific side, thank you so much for getting up an hour earlier and joining me. Today on my panel of speakers, I have Tom Youngs. Thomas, how are you, sir? GM, mate. I'm, uh, I'm great. Thank you, mate. I'm uh, honestly I had a fantastic start to the week, full of energy. And what a way to kick it off with basically one of the biggest NFT projects that we've That's seen. It. And, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Pumped today, Tom. Thank you very much. <laughs> big energy, big energy. Thank you. Uh, NFT Zurk, how are you doing, sir? Hello, mate. I'm super hungover, but <laughs> fuck, this one's going to be big. This one's going to be big. On a Monday? Mate, honestly, I went out for a Sunday roast right with my, with my girlfriend and her mates, and we end up in Fabric at four. Yes. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, so here we are. <laughs> I haven't been to Fabric since I was about 25. Fair play for you. Yeah, you, you don't need to go back, mate. You don't need to go back. <laughs> nice stuff. NFT Spaceman. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Um, episode 17. That is actually ludicrous i know flown I by right rocking the mutant congratulations spaceman <laughs> Jeez. Apes in, as they say apes in. <laughs> that's a big jump well played the to you. it's the wrong ape mate with a hate Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hello guys thanks yeah. for joining so last week everyone we spoke with um if you remember morton and daniel from crypto walkers and then Matthew from Big Time. So two projects really aiming for triple A gaming glory through the power of blockchain. So really, really interesting concepts, massive use justification. You know, the next phase of onboarding in this space, I'm absolutely certain of it. Well out of my comfort zone, as we said many times I am not a gamer. I don't profess to understand or enjoy gaming, but I can see what those guys are building. And the funding they're being able to pull together is absolutely incredible. So two great episodes. Highly recommend you listen back. Today, big energy people. We are back in my comfort zone for sure. Speaking to the team, 
behind one of the biggest drops in NFT history. A huge, massive hype and mint out back in January, all those years ago, back in January, followed by 56,000 Ethereum in secondary sales. Massive. This project drips in popular culture integration, music, fashion, uh, <laughs> Jägermeister, and, well, apes. So let's hear it, everybody. Let me see all of your clap uh, reactions for Marin and uh, Matt from Hape. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi there. Wonderful to be here. Hey, everyone. And I think I've also got uh, Mojito is uh, speaking on behalf of the actual project itself in, um, yeah, in the project account. Forgive me if I am wrong. That's it's Christian ah. here, but I'll take that as well. <laughs> oh no, I've got Mihita there as well. She's actually listening in the in the audience. <laughs> Hi everybody. Hey, hey. Nice to see you guys. Um before we get going, uh quick admin. Format of these spaces is intended to be pretty open. Um I've obviously got our panel of speakers. You guys are guests, and we'll have you know, 45 minutes to an hour of chat, and then look to invite a number of people up from the audience to give a view, ask a question. Um, but before we get going, people, please take a moment to share this space with your followers. Hit that little arrow up in the top of the uh, spaces. Share this far and wide. Let's bring more people in. And uh, and then if you wouldn't mind going down to the little purple lozenge in the bottom right-hand corner, leave a little comment in uh, the chat. Really helps the algorithm to push this space far and wide. Um, hi, guys. How are you all? Really well, thanks. Yeah, good. It's great. It's a beautiful sunny day in London, kicking off another busy week. Um, but yeah, lots of great stuff going on, and so really, really thrilled to be nice. here. Nice. It's great to have a project in from uh, the UK as well. It's um, you know, we... the best projects have come from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> not wrong. But it's just just easy. It's really, really interesting. Like to to have you know such a big project, and then to have it you know more or less on our doorstep. It's a fantastic prospect. Best place to start, guys, with our first question, I think. Would you mind introducing yourselves, your backgrounds, but then also hate for those crazy enough not to know to the audience? Maren, you take it away and then I'll follow up. Sure, sure. I'll go first. Um, so, yes. He hello, everyone. Marin Coleman. I am um, head of all things marketing and strategy for HAPE, so just operating as CMO. Um, I have 23 years of experience across a lot of different sectors, marketplaces particularly, which is really critical to our roadmap at HAPE, um, but also travel, aviation, hospitality, um, entertainment, ticketing, fintech. So a wide variety holding um, commercial roles, strategy roles, uh, VP marketing, C-level roles. Um, so yeah, I joined the HAPE team in May of this year. So um, really interesting time to join. I've been, obviously, I know um, Lucas Buck uh, from uh, Another World and had been always kind of watching what's going on with HAPE and uh, joined the team, um, I guess, kind of a, at a pivotal moment and also within the sector. So, yeah, it's been um, a thrilling ride only in the last few months for myself. Amazing. Welcome. And uh, Lucas Buck, hey. Hey there. So, yeah, um Cool, cool background on myself yes used to be uh all things technology and technologists so developed web stuff 
in dot com all the way through to kind of now really um i've been in mobile telecoms building long reach outdoor wi-fi networks and um connecting mobile data networks across countries which is quite fun uh, that was in another life many years ago but since then it's all sorts of things from experiential agency space through to uh, all sorts of web projects um, and anything in between lots of strategy and business development in that time as well um yeah and i'm i'm a i'm a uh, i've known digi for i don't know about seven or eight years now and uh when he when he got chatting to me about out hape and nfts a few years ago i kind of was like oh my what is this what are, what are these pictures that are being bought online and um obviously having seen the crypto space grow from you know 2010 2011 all the way through um it's interesting being a technologist being exposed to this space and um yeah got got involved with hape officially um unofficially i suppose i was there in the background kind of just helping out digi and true from the from the from the beginning just advising and trying to help them go in the right direction where i could and then they asked me to come on board uh i think around april time this year um so yeah i've been helping out then as uh, ceo just making sure that things are buttoned up tight from a business perspective and and we're we're on the right path moving forward amazing and so yeah. tell us about hape tell us about the project um i suppose i'll kick off a little bit marin and then you can, sure. you can follow up if i miss anything yeah. uh so yeah. so hape itself i suppose the, the 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 brainchild of digi right it's his it's his uh little baby that he's been working on all the way through to bring fashion culture music art all into one place together um the the journey's been kind of wild and wacky and i suppose we'll we'll dive into more of that as we kind of move forward but yeah hape, hape itself is is an evolution of where nfts began to where they're going where we think we're where we think they're heading in the future anyway and um what what comes with that is a is an exciting ride and um, an interesting space to be in yeah, I've definitely. We are the intersection of fashion, lifestyle, culture, and, and really the key for us is moving beyond the JPEG um, with the brand and the business. So that's really kind of the key key priority for us. Um, and it really has also been driven um, by the success with building a community. So uh, when they launched the Discord community, started to build that allowed for a really greater representation within the Web3 space. So kind of a lot of first and BIPOC, LGBTQ, communities opening up voices for that that allowed us to bring in um really quite diverse background into the community uh which has served us really well as we've now i think built a very engaged community that are with us for the long term um so yeah it's kind of where we started but definitely community at, at underpinning it all amazing and uh, so uh, like the premise of nfts beyond the floor and by the way absolutely love the fact that you just said beyond the jpegs uh because and i've written that down that's going into yeah. something very soon um nfts beyond the floor is really kind of it's it's about our conviction in storytelling in the web3 space right if you're going to be a brand that wants to make it um you need to have that whole idea you need to be able to talk through an amazing narrative yeah. what does what does storytelling law narrative mean to you guys and to the project yeah, so I mean, every hape has a unique personality, right? A diverse kind of fashion perspective or reference, its own individual swagger. And so there is a story that can be told about every hape, really. And I think that's what endears them to our holders on top of the fact that the artwork is just outstanding. Um, I think and it will continue to um, evolve. So, you know, it's very critical art part of our um, roadmap is building a marketplace and an ecosystem also with web two brands and allowing them 
um, I'll use the term portal, the future lecture be on bridge. We, it's such a cliche, I guess, is this kind of bridge into web three for web two, but it is a reality um, that brands don't have the understanding or the communities built up to do that. And they're interested in um, testing things. And so for them who already have a brand and a narrative in their uh, with their audience, making sure they can weave that into the partnership is really key. So um, looking at even our Jägermeister partnership, if you uh, have followed that, they have two Genesis apes, a daytime Jäger and a nighttime Jäger, um, as we've probably all experienced ourselves. I've certainly had been a nighttime Jäger once or twice. Um, and that we keep building on that narrative and actually how that personality of it develops and we work together with the partner on what they want to express, what's important to them in the history of their brands. And from a fashion brand perspective, it's also bringing in things from their archive, um, the, the archetype of the brand they want to, to bring in. So storytelling definitely becomes critical also in how we develop content, um, particularly in um, moving image, you know, animatics, cinematics, it's really important. That is gonna allow us, I suppose, to go beyond the JPEG. And so we're, you know, with all of our um, major announcements, drops, releases, we always have some element of um, video involved as well. That's amazing. I think NFT Zerk was a nighttime Jaeger last night. Yeah. You know, just trying to delve in deep and get a real taste of the, the collaboration that you guys have. So, uh, Wonderful. Yeah. I love to hear it. It's daytime it. into nighttime Jaeger is all yeah. <laughs> I was actually in Decentraland yesterday, just having a look around at some of the new activations that are on there. I don't know if any of you guys get the weekly Decentraland Digest email, but the um, Jaeger have actually just launched um, a bar in collaboration with um, a group of uh, empowered um, lesbians. It's called the Lesbian Bar, and uh, it's um, a great safe space for um, LGBTQ um uh folk and really really fascinating just to see how they've obviously had the taste mm. for web3 through working with you guys but now they're looking more broadly and i think that's a fantastic thing yeah it's really just kind of allowing brands that have a shared strategic vision um that it's a long-term play and no one knows exactly how it's all going to evolve but you have to find a way to um, create these immersive experiences that extend beyond Web3, but also into their existing audience. And they can tap in a little bit in both sides. So that's why for us um, with Jaeger in particular, why there's such a good partnership is we particularly focus around our, you know, real life experiences, our holder and community, you know, our community events, um, which they will be um, also with us and our London NFT event on the 4th of November. So we're really excited about that amazing stepping away a little bit like when we met and spoke in september um all those years ago um uh we were talking about lifestyle fashion brands like jägermeister you know if we do step away from web3 for a moment what does hape represent more broadly as a as a brand um I guess I would kind of would reinforce what I've said before. It's a, it's a lifestyle brand. So we're bringing with us some um, kind of it's streetwear culture, fashion influenced. Um, it allows people to take fast culture into ultra fast culture. We want be the with a community element behind it. So it's a community driven brand that's really tapping into 
um, those three aspects. Music is really a key element as well, but would say broadly, it's, it's a lifestyle brand that has those influences. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's really interesting, isn't it, to see the projects that you think are capable of transcending the space. And I would, I would kind of club a few together, certainly ones that I watch and look at more frequently. And I kind of have Hape in there, uh, Doodles, uh, creeps and and overlord and and all of those they kind of are working on this journey to immerse themselves in popular culture right and yeah so I, I'm just I'm really eager to know in the future what that means for the brand in terms of activations like do you see yourself going down a very particular avenue or are you trying to keep it broad through through popular culture and and what might present itself well, fashion's definitely the lead, right? So in our marketplace, which is coming before the end of the year, is really the key um, arena for our partners to activate in Web3. So we'll have dis- digital items, our own collection, catalog, as well as um, partner collections, physical items that match that. So um, allowing brands to activate on-chain. So that's definitely part of that within a fashion context um but we always look because it it is lifestyle there are overlaps within um you know music and you know that how that space starts to develop given the complexities around ip rights and all of that so you have to kind of just watch how these um the wider sectors are developing as well and looking for strategic opportunities on where you can um support and and add value but um you know we've done events within um formula one uh, and also bringing holders to Monaco to races or other. so so you know we look kind of beyond from an experiential perspective fashion but it's definitely the key priority for us we would we're a fashion and lifestyle brand awesome thank you thank you for that clarification um let's step away for a minute and and maybe this would be I don't know this is an exciting thing to talk about but perhaps a little bit uncomfortable and 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 I'm, I'm talking specifically about the hype, right? So I actually found myself in the Web3 space in January. <laughs> and that's when I that's when I kind of jumped in and really took a good look at what was going on. And the hype that surrounded hate was absolutely immense. And, you know, it did get pretty wild. Um, how did everything go down from, from your guys' point of view? It'd be great to speak to someone who was... And Marin, please. Forgive. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I let Lucas take this one. I don't great. But, but yeah, it'd be great to understand like how it went down, what kind of feeling it left you with, how you landed, like how you were able to sort things out when it was all coming at you from all angles. Like I would just love to understand a little bit more about that moment in time. Yeah, sure thing. I mean, obviously, being being there with 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 Digi and True and the rest of the team all the way through from the, the kind of beginning of the cycle before that, you know, I think I think to understand the hype, you have to understand how much effort went in getting to that point. You know, everyone sees the obviously the the mint day in January um, that was huge, but the, the 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 amount of effort that took to get to that point. So it really started nine months a year before that um and all the work that goes into it i think it really took off though when when um obviously what marin was talking about we released some animatics and videos of of the of the future of where hate was going to go and that's when it started to kind of like blow up a lot because it was a lot of 3d a lot of video um and it got people very excited about the project and obviously nfts were still on you know the massive up and up at the time so it was it was monumental coming up to mint day 
Um, we had a couple of, you know, delays where we were, we, we were trying to mint in that Christmas week um, between Christmas and New Year. But uh, ultimately, we had to slip because we just we just there were some quality things that we wanted to brush up and make sure things were, you know, as best as we could possibly get them for for, the, for that mint day. So by the time it, it hit in January, I think the whole team had kind of finished the the marathon, gone a little bit further. And we were all like, oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, mint day was fantastic, mad. You know, it was uh rapid exciting um nerve-wracking uh you know when you're when when you're seeing volumes that we did and and the engagement from the community you know it's exciting scary at the same time um you know we were very lucky as well you know a lot a lot goes down to luck you can have the best projects in the world and have them at the wrong time and it just doesn't fly. I think, I think we kind of had all the stars aligned in, in Hape, right? We had, we had a, a great team, a great, a great NFT collection at the time with a really interesting roadmap. It was the right timing in the NFT space. Um, and it was almost before the, you know, the peak of the NFT image bubble. Right. So I think, I think it was really, really cool timing and really scary. And then you kind of, and then things start to solidify as soon as things mint, right. You go, Oh my goodness, we've actually got a lot of tax to pay. The UK government's coming after us, right? So <laughs> and then you think, oh no, no, we've got to get like proper accountants on this. We can't just you, you know, do 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 things like we used to do. Um so you know, when you're when you're talking in terms like that, and you know what the British government's like, they'll 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 hound you down for 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 cash, like, you know. Um so it was just about getting the business in order and get, get, getting everything straight. So straight afterwards, it was, it was right. How do we get the business in shape? How do we get everything in order? How do we get everything above board that no one ends up in prison because the British government loves, loves doing that. So um, yeah, I think it was, it, it was a super exciting time. And I think, you know, where, where things have gone since then, you know, we are in a bit of an economic, economic downturn globally at the moment from, you know, coming out of the back of COVID and governments doing their, thrilling quantitative easing that's had knock-on effects like 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 this on the wider economy and then that has a knock-on effect on the crypto space right um and then obviously we've seen crypto go into a bit of a downturn and nfts follow follow suit right but i think we've kind of moved kind of beyond that now as a as a team and a project and what we're doing is now we're just looking at the future the the vision and the roadmap which we which we rebooted pretty pretty hard back in april um, to say, well, what is the, where is this space going and, and how is it going to evolve and what can we do to be relevant in this space, be engaging and provide, um, and provide our holders some value? Um, and I, th- I think we've done pretty well on that, on that roadmap and vision so far in the last six months since we've, since we've had a bit of a business pivot. But yeah, it's been, it's been an exciting ride since uh, pre-launch, mint and post-launch. Yeah, for sure. And, and forgive me for um prying uh with a hundred people in the room <laughs> but um <laughs> i'm curious like in terms of that whole like if if we look at i think by the end of march the secondary volume that you guys had turned over already was something like thirty nine thousand eth and if we look at the price of eth at the time at about three thousand dollars you know we're talking about 150 million dollars plus here in terms of secondary and and I don't know what we're not allowed to talk about the floor but I I don't know what your percentage is but I know that you know we're talking about huge sums of money so are you saying then that at the point of mint and immediately afterwards there hadn't been I'm sure there had been some thought but that was when you kind of figured shit we need to engage the right professionals here to help us like navigate this space and navigate this 
financial opportunity or, or potentially risk in terms of like what has happened to to the price of Ethereum in the meantime. And, and then, as you say, yeah, the uh, the delightful uh, um, His Majesty's revenue and customs. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. obviously the king. The king needs his cash. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously those thoughts go through your mind beforehand you know, some some more than others, right? Because I'm definitely leaning more towards the business side and probably a bit more risk averse than than you know more m- other people, right? But I think I think you know when you're when you're entrenched in a project trying to get it out for delivery, and you don't know what the success success will be, I think you're just you're just trying to get it out the door to the best possible quality that you can, and say this is an amazing thing. And obviously in Digi's case, you know he 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 loves this thing. He's lived and breathed it for you know eighteen months. So I think. I think when it's you don't you don't know what your success will be, but success is a blessing and a curse, right? I think it's it's like yes, you have to suddenly get shit gets real, real, really, really quick, <laughs> and you have to just go, you have to just go, oh my god, we got to file a quarterly VAT return, and how do we calculate VAT for NFT sales, right? And we had to we had to do some clever web stats cutting of like what was sold into uk ip addresses and what was sold to foreign ip addresses and therefore wow. we come up with a rough vat calculation to submit to the government and then give them a big a, a big a big piece of change right um and that's not even the actual tax stuff so yes your business gets real pretty quick um you know plus there's other things you know you we started scaling up as an organization you know uh, february march april and bringing more people on board and that and that and that just means you've got a you know get payroll organized and all those fun things that you don't think about normally and think right i've actually got to like make sure people are paid on time correctly and everyone's rewarded and you have lots of third parties working with you helping you out trying to get things going as fast as possible um and you know and you you're, you're trying to navigate that 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 business landscape at the same time as not tripping up on any landmines of of delivering quality and success but yeah it's been it, i mean it's luckily a few of us have you know navigated that business space before but it's like it's like regular stuff, but just on steroids. Yeah. Well, I really, oh, yeah. really appreciate the honesty because I, uh, I mean, those kind of numbers would terrify me. And I'm the same. I've been a business owner, founded businesses, and and yet the, the I think it's the pace back in January at which that that money was landing in accounts. It was. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. In in all honesty, yeah. I missed the crypto bubble. So I, uh, this was my first experience of just watching <laughs> that kind of thing happening. Yeah, I think I think there was a very nervous developer at one point that was moving a lot of a lot of Ethereum from one wallet to another wallet. <laughs> I think I think there was some uh, mm. expletive said said in, said in the Discord <laughs> private area where he's like, "I'm really cacking myself moving this amount of funds," <laughs> and I was like, Thank "Well, you. I'd be cacking myself too," but yeah, yeah. it's not wasn't me but yeah <laughs> well we don't need to keep going on about it i was just very curious and I'm, I'm really grateful for the honesty with it let's slip back into web3 dgen mode then for a minute and uh, and let's talk about things like you know airdrops wearables potentially adding um some kind of like usability to your your collection through this marketplace that i think you've got coming up and like how are you building in the tech element of web3 to broaden the horizons of hake I let you take that one, yeah. You, um, in terms of the actual, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've you've said it. I mean, in terms of where the, I let you take the tech development. This the strategy mm-hmm. around it has been kind of laid out in our roadmap, and we're also, you know, we will continue to evolve it based on the engagement with with what we release. But lots of good stuff coming. Our 
foundations box is soon to be revealed, which will be, yes, you've seen. Go on, you can you can take this one, Lucas. Can do indeed. I think you know it's so how we how we blending tech into this or web three tech. So, you know, I think one of the big pieces that we pivoted back in April was, you know, learning and listening to the community and saying that we needed to bring some level of utility. And I air quotes that heavily because I'm not super fond of the word. But, um, you know, we we, deci we decided to bring tokenomics right um, to to the table as one as one piece on the roadmap. But we were super insistent. I mean, I, I mean, the team and myself, we, we were not keen on building out our own token just yet. Right. I think there is so much risk attached to that uh, financially, regulatory, and um, just you don't want to be a project that just releases another token, right? Because that token becomes mm -hmm. worthless, right? And like, who, who's going to buy our token out, out, outside of the Hape community? And it's another we set just didn't of wanna... problems. <laughs> it's, another, it's another set of problems. Like, yeah. And we, to we solve, wanna... yeah. And that's, and that's like not what we need while we're trying to build other stuff, right? Which we've laid out in the roadmap. So, you know, finding a partner like Caduceus was great and teaming up with them to essentially they've invested in HAPE holders, right? By keep giving out their tokens for free, which is really, really cool. Um, and that allows us to connect to other projects within the metaverse and actually really start to create a real metaverse, right? Which is connected connected projects and connected companies all all sharing the same tokenomics. And that's that's really exciting for us. Um, and that will start to play out a little bit more um, as as and when we launch the marketplace, which Mariner said is coming before the end of the year. Um, fingers crossed a little bit before that. We're working fast and furious to, to, to get that out. But it's 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 quite exciting for us to bring um, other tech partners in who can work with us in, 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 in that space. So that's one area. I think the marketplace itself is going to be really exciting because yeah. that connects together um fiat currency cryptocurrency payment mechanisms um rewards minting all these kind of things that that we do with um smart contracts that have been written by the team to do everything on the chain itself um yeah so the, we're we're really excited by, by by that stuff you know what we're what we're looking towards the future you know after we get towards the end of this year and further down the roadmap is we're looking towards that gamification mechanic um it's something that we spoke about uh, early earlier in the year around April, May, which is where, how does, what comes next, right? What's the evolution of NFTs? We've seen them go from just images, right? Beyond, and now, and now we've moved, I like Marin's phrase, beyond, beyond the JPEG, <laughs> which is, you know, we, we, what comes next? And, we, and we've said that everyone's in this utility space at the moment or, or, or was a few months ago. And it was like, well, we want a utility. We want something back out of holding this thing. Um, obviously it's like slightly different to holding shares or having some equity in a business, but, that that's totally applicable and made and made sense to us. And but then we said, well, what's next? We don't just want it to be like Hape is not not a follower, right? It's definitely a trendsetter, an influencer, um, and we always try and break the mold. And that's why we have things like the fashion index, which which is a disruptive index that will change dynamically based on fashion, uh, of which is attached to the Hapes, of course, and what fashion they have and what you purchase inside the marketplace and how that goes um, with your Hape. But it's like, what comes next? What's the next piece? Um, and we we kind of we put our strategy heads together earlier in the year, and we were like, well, it's, it leans a little bit towards gamification, but we don't necessarily mean like a three D world running around, right? That 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 only appeals to a certain demographic and a certain audience, right? Which is whoever's going to jump on, you know, in a three D world and run around like Second Life or something like that, right? But it's like, what? How do we get? How do we? 
get that progressed forward? How do we bring something innovative into the space? And then we started looking at what we've called hate evolution um, and, the, and the gamification of what comes with, with, with that. And that's, and that's what we're working on to be coming after the, the marketplace and what comes next. Yeah. Yeah. And using like the tools, unique tools to help measure engagement. So our hate or not, I mean, in the first week we had 90,000 impressions in that first week of votes. So just so, and that also allows our partners to see the power of the community. So making sure we have repo items for them to amplify and moments um, for, you know, in our roadmap and within our collaboration so we can really drive engagement, which is really important. Um, I think kind of that data set to really help drive your strategic decisions going forward. So you've got to have that base to understand what people are engaging with, how they're, uh, what they like, what's going to, you know, be value adding ultimately in the longer term. Love it. Thank you. Um, NFT Spaceman, I see you've got your hand up, dude. Yeah, man, just thought I'd uh, jump in and ask a question if you don't, don't mind. Like, Carry on, carry on. I think the, for me, it's like, I'm a massive hate fan. I think you guys, uh, it's very, very clear from what you shared already that you're serious, serious business people. But um, to the to the untrained eye, like and to the uh, guys in the audience, maybe with this question, like, why do you think it is that hate stood out above all of the other, um, you know, multiple animal-based projects? You know, you you picked. You picked an ape and then you did it different and then you've obviously had huge success like what do you think are the one or two two key factors that set you guys apart i guess and from my perspective you know as i, as I say i wasn't there i mean I, looking at it and the success and having observed other projects i mean i don't think there's one single factor you can't ignore the the time in the industry the timing um, of that launch, but you know, it all comes down to also to the the artwork itself, the quality of it. And I think um, Digi is a fantastic artist and has a great vision, and um, people really have loved his interpretation and that evolution of that collection and where it came from. Um, and it has a lot of legs, right? We can see how it's going to evolve. So that being able to translate into a longer term roadmap and take it beyond the JPEG is, is definitely a critical success factor. Um, but I don't know, it, it's, it's a, a lot of different things. I'm not sure if there's just two to three, there'd be quite a few variables in the, in the mix. And, and we're certainly not done yet. It's, you know, eight months, at least in since we're 10 months in since January and most businesses, that's just a blink of an eye, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And it feels yeah. like lifetimes already. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly, exactly. Hey, I Christian, I think you... Pe- Sorry, man, I was just going to say, I wasn't trying to peg you into two or three to say yeah, it's only two it's... or three more. Ben's got a load more questions Go. that we want to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, you were going to answer yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not supposed to... I'm just kidding. I'm not supposed to talk here. Just looking but, and listening. But no, I, I think I... I mean, no, I'm very, very passionate about HAPE. I've been in HAPE since day one, started as a moderator, um, head moderator, community lead, and now I'm working all things marketing and strategy under Marin. And this is uh, also a community-driven question because at in HAPE, of course, we saw, like you were saying, all the cinematics, the trailer, the quality of the artwork, of the 3D artwork in the space, very 
you know, innovating the mind of Diggy in terms of its taste, blending in fashion, culture, and music. But not only that, not just that, but what we created within our Discord and the community, we owe it a lot to them. For sure. The massive hype and the difference that we had, it's like Discord community came alive unlike any other. And I know that a lot of projects would agree by, you know, saying there was something different going on at Hape. We probably had one of the largest Discords um, once we opened with like over 400,000 members and half a million bots banned. But, you know, the quality of people, what our mods were doing, we're creating what we thought a true society outside in the Web2 in the real world, you know, well, this is also real world, but in the Web2 space should look like culturally inclusive speaking, you know, with diversity, just like Marin said, women in NFT, BIPOC, LGBTQ, we were making a, a space in the NFT um, industry that everybody can tap into, feel free to be themselves and say, oh, I have an opportunity to trade NFTs, to learn about NFTs, and I feel welcome. I feel I feel good to be myself here. And I think that is something that we brought in that was hasn't been seen before on such a larger scale within the Discord community. And I guess that's my approach to answering your question. You know? Thanks, yeah, re- Christian. Totally agree. Yeah, really yeah. second answer. all of that. Absolutely. Um, Zerk, I can see you put your hand up, dude. Yo, yo, yeah. So just from an outsider's perspective as well, I mean, hate fucking changed the game completely because you guys came in with like a really solid brand straight off the get-go. You had a promo video. We hadn't really seen that before either. And I feel like that is what kind of set the bar. So I was looking from the outside thinking, holy shit, like these guys mean business, you know? They've got a, a like a sick video already. I need to be a part of this. I did try sending my nan to get in, but unfortunately it didn't work. Um, but yeah, I think that, that also set you guys apart. So just try. For sure, for sure. And and it's really, it's a really good segue actually into my next question, which was like so much hype, so much hype. The likelihood is that you picked up like a huge number of holders that were eager to make money out of the project but not necessarily engage with your brand and your concept yeah and, and that would you know that would uh justify half a million bots banned which is just a ludicrous number i've never heard of anything so mental in my life um where do you think you're at now then with the community like yeah. what, what does good engagement look like from that point of view um, so we have really kind of between 65 to 80% of our unique holders active in our Discord community on a monthly basis, which is, I think, really quite high, particularly in, in the current climate. There's There was such a, a flurry and frenzy, and then there's been a quieter time, and we still have really high engagement. I mean, I think definitely the makeup and the shape of the community has changed, um, but we've been pretty clear or trying to be clear about the roadmap we're developing. So those that are holding um, are, understand that and are also, um, you know, holding with us. So I, th- I think that served us well in the end. We also look at our events we're holding. We had over 400 attendees at our New York um, event. Over 200 were hate holders. Um, so yeah, pretty strong engagement, I would say, with community. I think we've got nothing but love for our holder community. Awesome. Um, let's um, let's move back to something we were talking about a moment ago. We were we were um, discussing Jägermeister and that whole idea of collaboration. And 
I don't mean when I say talk collaborations to us, I don't mean spill the alpha, but I am really curious to hear what collabs mean to you, Hape, Digi, uh, you know, what what is it that you look for in collaborations in this space? Because it's a really overused word. Um, uh, and, and so I'm just curious to know, like, if you refine mm. it, what does it mean to you? You know, it's funny because actually for a lot of our, um, you know, partnership kind of pitched discussions, uh, dialogues, we include a quote from Virgil Abloh on that. And it's the whole point of collaboration is that you give and take from each other. And that's how you create things that are totally new. So for us, it really is about creating something new and needing to understand what is the partner's um, goal? What do they want to accomplish? How do we serve their agenda? How can they help us? And you come at it with your own and you blend together and it's something entirely different. So that's definitely the approach. And I think, um, you know, we'd look at that from, collabs within web three as well making sure it's something new ultimately can add value to the community uh, but those kinds of collaborations to your point um they're complex and they take a lot of planning and thinking through and if you're dealing with a a, a very large business it's a huge amount of um buy-in and risk that might be taken so you've got to go through you know a really really robust kind of strategic development process to, to launch something that you think is going to work. It's also long-term, right? You know, it's not just, this is, I would kind of reference Jaeger to that. We look at our partners as, um, you know, they're coming along in the journey with us and how do we build uh, on top of whatever experience we started with and we just keep going deeper with each partner. That, that's the goal, start somewhere and keep maturing it. Amazing. Do you guys have like a... Um a wish list. So I'm not going to ask you for alpha in terms of what might be coming up, but I'd love to know if there's like uh, uh, some certain brands that you've just got on like a bucket list where you would be like, Oh my God, I would love to work with them. Oh, definitely. We, we have, um, you know, in our minds who we think would be really uh, well aligned for sure. Um, you know, a lot of these brands, however, are also kind of either owned or, or part of big uh, companies and, so that process, even dialogues ongoing, that takes a long time to, to develop. So absolutely, we have in our minds um, a really good set of, you know, targets for us partners, for sure. Well, well uh, navigated around that question, Marin. I love it. <laughs> um, I, I'm also really eager to know then how many doors have just been like shut the moment mm. you've said, Web3 or crypto or NFT? Ah, so I mean, th there are definitely individuals who might have been dabbling before or, or organizations who are like, oh, mate, I might just need to, you know, kind of batten down the hatches on what's going on here. And that's not a priority now. And I'm just going to watch for a while. People are probably, if you were risk averse before, you're even more so. But there are also really progressive companies that are in it and have on their strategic agenda some type of uh, I need to establish a footprint in Web3 because they know, particularly in fashion, they know that's the consumer. They need to appeal to Gen Z. How do you build your presence there? And that's on a long-term roadmap. So there's just enough, there's just as many of them who have structure that you can tap into that and they're willing to invest because that's what it is, right? It's an investment and they have to be willing to take the risks alongside those investments. And there you, you look for partners that are um, that have the, the appetite to tolerate right now. It is a time to build 
um, you know, not to expect, you know, quick returns. It's not where we're at. We're it's build and, and test and learn and keep evolving. 100% like I cannot agree with you anymore on that point uh, this is not the time to ace it and knock the ball out of the park and think that you've got it all wrapped up I completely agree like right now we are still very very much in the uh, test and figure things out mode and so it's really refreshing to hear you talk like that yeah I don't think we you know we definitely don't think we have it all figured out you know we'll we're you've got to trial things though that's how you learn see what works, keep building from there, keep pushing forward, find partners that you like to work with, you trust that have a, a strategic alignment. Um, and, and there's enough of those. We're a small team. There's only so many you can manage at one time anyway. Awesome. Awesome. Um, give us a bit more information then about the team now. Like what, what experience have you got from within the team? I know you've obviously spoken about your own experience having come in during May. But, you know, like how many people are you employing now? What's recruitment looking like? Like what, what kind of people are you are you looking to recruit? Yeah, sure. So we've got actually a, a ton of experience in our team still. Um, I would say recently small team where, you know, you you expand alongside what you need to deliver. Um, always looking for Web3 tech development expertise. You know, we're building out a marketplace how we do that, whether it's um, in-house team plus um, contractors, you know, those are organizational questions every startup deals with. Um, but we have in our team, you know, expertise across companies like The Economist, um, Carla Otto, Burberry, uh, Palace. We have, you know, Stu True is a, you know, an expert in video game development. We have marketing our Christian marketing strategy leads clients with Cartier and Farfetch and Grand Marnier. So, you know, we want lifestyle, fashion, industry, ex interest or experience is helpful. Certainly um, media, new media, culture, but it, you know, it's, it's also just building out the basic uh, infrastructure of a, of a business team. So marketing, comms, strategy, tech, um and, you know, it's it's not it's not unlike any other company in in that regard sure mm. community, mm. Moderate, guess... community management is probably the hardest i would say yeah community management is the hardest and i'd I, I second unique. that and i yeah i'll give a massive shout out to obviously yeah. mojito and the mods that work they everyone works so hard 100%. dealing with the with the community and the community has obviously evolved and changed um that's come with that but i think we've been generally with recruitment we've been pretty lucky generally um you know we've got you know either you know, word of mouth, or we've got stuff through friends, or people have contacted us and said that they're super interested in joining um, Hape, and and you know we're we're really open to that. I'd say the hardest stuff to find is people that are trustworthy in Web three when it comes yeah. to um, tech development. That's that's really hard. You know, we've been really lucky to have a really cool crew that we've got at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think I think that stuff scary because they're the ones writing the smart contracts, which do which move money around and NFTs and all those kind of things. Um, the other side of that, you know, and, and if anyone's interested in joining us, we, you know, we're always looking for, um, more, more artists to join the team. Um, you know, Digi's been at this hard for 18 months and we're, yeah. we're working on building out the design team, um, a little bit more. That's probably the hardest bit because yeah. we have such a, such a kind of high grade of quality of where we want to get things, but we, and we've got so much stuff coming. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, if anyone's listening to this and super interested in joining the team and has skills in, um, yeah marvelous like 3d clothing or 
um, anything to do with 3D design or video development, that would be really, really, really cool. I mean, we're always looking to expand that side of the team. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, we, I'd say so far we've been super lucky. I mean, we've de definitely lent on all our networks and brought in the people that we think are amazing. Amazing. Thank you for that. Hey, Tom, you've got a question. Yeah, I mean, just to, to kind of piggyback off that, I mean, I, uh, I have absolutely none of those skills that you just said, but I'm always, always willing to learn. <laughs> Is <laughs> um, <laughs> is the pitch live on Twitter Spaces? <laughs> yeah. No, besides, besides that, I kind of wanted to bring this back into a bit more of a contemporary discussion. Um, recently, there's been, and I know this is supposed to be beyond the floor, but this isn't necessarily to do with um, the floor. But I'm quite interested to to get your take on uh, the zero percent royalties kind of. Um, conversation that's happening at the moment and how you guys are considering that when it comes to you know keeping keeping the runway uh, going and the kind of a side question to that is how have you found as you know genuinely one of the leading nft projects how have you found found conversations with uh with with vcs or potential investors um has that been you know, have they generally been difficult decision, decisions or um, are, those quest, are those questions and answers getting easier to, to answer or harder? Uh, I'd love to hear a, bit, a little bit about, about how you guys are navigating that. A couple of questions there. I think I can field those. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one, right? I think, I think there's... Let's, let's start with 0% um, royalties. Let, let's start there. So I think, you know, the royalties and any websites that, that come up as a marketplace... Um, whether it's like LooksRare or OpenSea or or, or something else, um, they don't want to also they, they don't want to race themselves to the bottom, right? Because then they get they get nothing for running a very expensive web platform, right? Um, and also, if you get to a point where there's zero percent royalties, you've essentially taken away any value to the artist, right? Um, which is not the space. That's not what NFTs were designed to do. They 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 were originally designed to help artists generate revenue without having a patron right um which is which i think is a wonderful thing because art's always been art's a strange thing right you either get you either get very very famous and can earn vast amounts of money usually it doesn't happen in your lifetime um and then and then a art gets sold after you die for, for, for vast amounts but i think i think that zero percent is interesting um i think that it might actually damage the space long term if if that's the route that artists go go down, because the projects won't go anywhere, they'll they'll just end up being um, what's what's not beyond the JPEG uh, before the JPEG. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's where they might be, uh, which could actually damage the NFT space ra rather than help enrich it. Yeah. Um, second question was, sorry, I've repeated it. So I'm VCs, sorry, my, my brain is not functioning. Are VCs are VCs more or less interested, or do they need more or less explanation now? Marin, thank you so much for picking that up because I forgot the question. <laughs> Even I forgot. I'm on it. I forgot. You can you can you can see who's the brains of the outfit here. So, yeah, right. um, <laughs> keeping everybody uh, on task. Exactly. She's 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 on it. So I think that I both right easier and harder. Harder because there's less less investors within the crypto space because of the natural crypto winter and downturn in economic economic times. However, the ones that remain understand it without how you having to explain anything so we've been approached by um in investors who are always looking to in invest and 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 get involved you know it's not something that we're 
we don't need it from a financial point of view per se. You know, what we're doing is we're looking for it from a strategic point of view. So if investors come along and they say, hey, we can connect you with these brands, like at the top level, yeah. bypassing six months of legal, uh, we're like, wow, that's interesting. We definitely want to go down those paths. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the strategic investment side has definitely got a lot easier um, the the ones the parties that are that are still around inside the space understand it get it and see the value of where things are heading i mean no one really knows right no one knows what the metaverse is or where it's going and anyone that claims to know what it is is you know lying so i think i think the best the best people and the best investors and the best projects out there are the ones that listen look adapt learn um and change yeah excellent i mean one of my next questions, and by the way, Tom, great questions there, dude. Thank you for those. Um, one, one of my <laughs> next questions was, what do you think is coming next for the NFT space? But uh, Lucas Buck, I think you've just said nobody fucking knows. <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody has. No, I don't. I mean, everyone's got their own opinion, and and everyone's got their own view, and someone's going to be right, right? Everyone thought Jeff Bezos was mental back in dot com when he was building a, a, a store you could buy books on. Right, so I think I th no one knows what where it's going, but our our view is that it's evolving beyond, um, of you know the it's gone beyond the JPEG. It's going to go beyond utility, and it's definitely moving into an interactive, engaging space. Now, whether that's a three D world where people run around, that's going to appeal to a certain audience, or whether it's another kind of world where you can um, generate some revenue through interaction or through staking yeah. or something like that. That's that could be where it's heading. I mean, we, what we're, we're doing as a team is we're just keeping our eye um, on what we've promised to deliver so far. But beyond that, it's just just keeping an eye of how things are moving out there. And we try to stay one step ahead of the game by by innovating um, and, and doing things a little bit different. But Marin, maybe, maybe you've got a different view. No, I, I mean, I think, you know, you, you have to also continue to execute. So to that point, we do have our heads down. We have to deliver the roadmap, looking alongside what, similar um, project or what parties are doing with particularly in fashion also understanding get a, getting a better view of what um, kind of web two brands need what are their key metrics for success because it's critical that they succeed for us to succeed um, so yeah I think for us that's really testing out how the marketplace develops and making sure that that is something that is a success for both us and our partners um, and yeah we, we just you know just keep stay agile as as agile as you can. Awesome. How, yeah, hard to say. <laughs> it is really hard to say, and we get lots of uh, many varied and uh, and remarkable uh, answers. I can tell you. Um, I'm going to invite the audience. If anyone wants to come up and ask a question, we've got a few minutes left, so please. Now is the moment, and I'm I'm going to ask actually what you guys think of another kind of fashion based. Uh, NFT project in Artifact and, and what they're doing around the whole kind of idea of wearables and, and um, you know, AR technology and, and that side of things. Uh, sure. Should I, we start with that? I think it's, you know, it's great to see their success is also our success. They're powered, obviously, by a huge company. Um, so have, you know, a, a lot more resource to scale faster and implement things. But what they're trialing is, I think it's it's great to see. Um, there's there's room enough for so many different um, projects and players that you know if you see success I'm I'm thrilled by it. Absolutely, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Lucas Buck, what do you think, buddy? 
are you a, are you a hate follower? Uh, sorry, of course you are a hate follower. <laughs> are you are you an artifact follower? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the team have, have have owned pieces inside Artifact. I mean, I haven't had vast amounts of time to collect up other NFTs during this wild ride, but I think it's it's about the space, right? That if you look at how many people in the world own crypto, right, which obviously powers the NFT space, it's like less than one percent still, right? Yeah. So, and then if you look at how many people within crypto own NFTs, it's like probably less than two percent. So, you know, we're we're at a super emerging sector. Um, we don't know exactly where it's going to go. I think that the success of anybody inside this space is is success for everyone, and that's we know we're not we're not going to poo poo anybody else's projects at all. Um, as a Blackadder reference, there for you, anyone that's a little bit older. But uh, I, I got yeah, it. I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one wants to poo poo somebody else's poo poo. So I think that the point is, is you know, we encourage other brands and other projects inside the space to to do stuff. You know, I think the best thing that we can do is deliver to our roadmap, innovate where possible, listen, pivot, adapt. Um, but yeah, we want we want the space to be successful, right? And therefore, I think we have to help lift up other projects where we can. Um, and hopefully that's, that's a mutually um, beneficial thing that happens, right? Everyone should be lifting each other up, right? We, we don't want to be taking anybody down at all or attacking anything. I think other fashion projects are great. You know, we want, we want there's enough brands out there in the world, traditional brands that, that need to partner up with um, projects like, like, like ours and Artifact. Obviously, as Marin said, Artifact's powered by the corporate machine. Um, and we're kind of, a, you know, an underdog com- coming, coming to it. But I think, I think the, the value is, is that we need to hold each other up high, right? And say, isn't that a great project? Isn't that amazing things um, that somebody else has done? And that's, that's what we try our best to do. 100%. Sorry, Myron. I was just going to say, lastly, it's about those communities coming together. I mean, there's, you know, we have a unique um, dynamic in our community. Similarly, other projects do. And so it's nice to see those uh, evolve and develop and create the, yeah, go beyond that floor and JPEG. Amazing. Um, We've got one person who's come up. It's the only question I'm going to take now. Um, Lightwalker8, hello there. Hi, what's up? Hey, good to meet you. Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, you have a question? Oh, actually, I don't have a question. It's more like a comment on everything that has been said in the space so far. Go for uh, it. Can I go ahead? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, guys, go easy on me. I think it's the first time I'm speaking in a space at large. But You're very welcome. <laughs> thanks, thanks. You guys are very, are very, uh, very welcoming and friendly. I can tell. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been listening to the space ever since it started. I think it's been an hour now. So, I just wanted to say to um, sort of people from Hape Social that I'm really um, sort of excited. I'm really excited about everything that you guys are doing, and. Yeah, that's uh, just wanted to say, you know, cheers, uh, cheers to your project and many other uh, such projects that are on this new wave of innovation. Because, you know, I think that if you worked in, um, you know, Web2, IRL for some time, um, you've uh, worked in business, you've built brands, you've done uh, that, done this, got a t-shirt. But now what is happening with NFTs is a completely new era. And it's blockchain that changes everything. And it's a fact that you are not just purchasing things from brands, you know, because things like lifestyle, um, things like uh, narratives and branding, um, businesses, products, it's something that we're all very accustomed to. But what is the real game changer here with what you guys are doing in Ape Social is the fact that people uh, or 
consumers or more like community members can now own um, not just things, but own their narrative. And people who are behind these new businesses and people who are a part of the community are both participating and co-creating these new narratives. That's why I think that NFTs, um, like, you know, storytelling meme has gone wild recently on Twitter, because it is true. It is true. I find Love that. <laughs> yes, couldn't yeah. have said it better. I agree. I agree. For, for a first um, first step into spaces, it was incredibly profound, like Walker. So. <laughs> it was good. It was great. I mean, do you want, do you want a job in the strategy team? <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, I apologize. Oh, guys, no, I agree. already working. Already working. But thank you. <laughs> um well look guys i mean that that is our hour and it's always nice to keep it around that point because it means people will actually listen back and and i just wanted to i think first say thank you to my uh co-speakers tom zerk spaceman that's um fantastic uh some fantastic questions you've contributed so thank you guys thank you ben thank you appreciate you guys hopping on as well always interesting you know especially getting hate on board so awesome okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. So great to catch up with uh, all of you familiar faces. and uh, Amazing. Uh, really good. And then Lightwalker, an incredible uh, first uh, first contribution. Thank you to you. <laughs> um, Ooh, thank you to you guys for but, making these spaces and for, you know, staying consistent and staying put despite all the economic conditions and all the crap that we're going through. The point is that, you know, Web3 is the future. Absolutely. 100%. And then thank you to Christian. Thank you to Lucas Burke. Thank you to Marin. And thank you to Mojito, even though she didn't come up and speak. And I think Digi's also been in the crowd the whole time. So thank you to Digi mm -hmm. also. Thanks for the time and thanks for the space. Yeah, it's really cool so to come much. and have a forum. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great Absolute week, treat. everybody. Excellent. Love it, guys. Take care. So immediately care. after this, guys, I'm going to be uh, posting this book out. It's a recorded spaces. Uh, I will also be transferring it tomorrow morning into a podcast, which you'll be able to listen back on multiple platforms. So thank you, everybody in the audience for joining us. Fantastic spaces. I think you'll all agree. This Thursday, I have my good friend, The Dude, and he will be joining us with his project that's coming up. I say project and he always tells me off. Uh, <laughs> it's not a project. It's a show. And it's his incredible show, which is Rumblers, R-U-M-B-L-E-R-Z. And he's actually then going to turn it into a project. But it's already a show. It's an animated show. And I think you are going to really enjoy this. A very, very different use case. Uh, NFT Zerk, I'm sorry. I'm going to head off now. Um, but uh, guys, I'm really, really grateful for you all joining me today. Thank you so much for your time. Have a wonderful day. GM, GN. Take care, everybody. GM, GM, GM. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.